Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everyone and welcome back to What A Ball podcast. We are back after a, about six weeks sabbatical because Gary's moving house and I just can't be asked. <laughs> I'm joined as, as per usual by Gary Clark. How are we doing mate? Yeah I'm good mate. I haven't moved house yet. I don't move till the end of August like but I've been absolutely crazy busy at work but yeah, office is on now till the 8th of August so I've got some time to myself but other than that mate really good. How are you? To be honest, I'm fine, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I think you've been moving house since February the 2nd, according to like, to myself. I've just been like, Gary's moving, you know, that's the excuse. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, we'll start off season 2022-23 with a big season preview. Everyone else seems to be doing it, so why not us? Um, last year we did it, well, I think a fair few of our predictions were wrong, uh, a few were right. So what we're going to do is write them all down this year and see who, see who's mint and see who's not so mint. And to join us on our merry trip, uh, we have got from the championship, we have Neil Littlewood. How are you, boys? We're good, we're good. Apart from Sunday, apart from a bit nervous for Sunday, but bar that, we'll be fine. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll come to that. And I'm getting stick off my fellow Cov fans because I think we're going to make that long journey up north to lose... But ah, look, I can't wait, mate. Football's back. That's what I care about at the end of the day. I never went away. Never went away. <laughs> oh, my wife now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> We're so from League One, uh, back in League One. We've got a Bristol Rovers fan, friend of the show, friend of the pod, friend of everybody. It's Lucy Ford. How are we doing, Lucy? Hey, yeah, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. And from League Two, again, friend of the show, friend of the pod. Charlotte Kamati, how are we doing? I'm all good. Thank you so much for having me on again. Really appreciate it. We're going to have to start paying all you guys. I say, I say this all the time, but we are actually going to have to start paying um, appearance fees. So we did have a, a Premier League representative, but unfortunately Ahmed's called in sick. So taking over the Premier League will be Gary Clark. So <laughs> ambitious, but rubbish, One as as so on this podcast. But what we'll do is we'll start off with League Two and we'll build our way up. So Charlotte, League Two, Rochdale, talk to me. Um, Well, from what I've seen prediction-wise, a lot of people have us down as favourites to go down, so it's not a great start. And... Mm, um, it's been a total rebuild, obviously, um, same as last season. But the only good thing is a lot of these players we've got now are Stockdale signings. There's not much from Brian Barry Murphy, so a lot of them are Stockdales. We've obviously got our old captain, fantastic, back in Ian Henderson, who is four goals away from being our all-time leading scorer ever, which is just really, really good, especially for someone who's stuck around Rochdale a very long time. <laughs> Just as a question, who is top at the moment? Reg Jenkins. and Reg. Yeah, Reg Jenkins. 
What's her name? That's his bottle. It's a bottle of name, that in it. Rich Jenkins. But yeah, um, I don't know really. I, I'm hoping last season was a frustrating one because we played really good football, but we just we had no end product. So I am hoping Ian Henderson will change that. We've signed Devante Rodney as well, who in pre-season has been on fire, which is good. Um, we've signed forward Tyree Sinclair as well. So we've obviously got Luke Charman and Tavon Campbell, who we got in January. So we have got a lot of forwards. Just obviously finding the back of the net. And obviously we've, we've had quite big losses in Owen O'Connell. That was a major loss in our captain. He's gone to Charlton now. Um, Corey O'Keefe, the loan signing, who everyone fell in love with, has gone to Forest Green. <laughs> so I'm fuming about. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think for Rochdale, I think I think I'd be more than happy with a top half finish because mm. I think it'd be too soon to obviously crack on and try and build try and get promoted thing. I don't think we will get promoted. I think we need a couple more seasons to kind of rebuild our team. Obviously, I'm hoping Stockdale is the right man. Other people don't think he is, but I think we need to give him more of a chance because now he's had a pre-season, which he hadn't had before. And obviously, he's got a lot of his own players in. I think this is really now the time where we will find out whether Stockdale is the right man for the club or if he's not. So, yeah, we shall see. League Two last year, though, was probably the most exciting league in in the country you know like it literally went to the last year where about nine teams could go up obviously yeah. you know Lucy was smiling at the end of that one because <laughs> uh, Bristol 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 Rovers got promoted um, but you know there was, it oh was my God. Just, I know sorry <laughs> it was literally just so exciting though wasn't it like, like that so yeah. are you expecting more of that this year in League 2 where anyone can win it anyone can go up yeah, 100%. And, like, there's a lot of big teams in there as well. And, obviously, you've got the likes of Stockport County, who are now in the league. Um, they've obviously got quite a bit of money behind them as well. So, obviously, I'm expecting good things from them, from Bradford. Um, I personally think, as well, Mansfield, I think they've got a point to prove because they just missed out last season. I think they'll be one up there. And I think it is quite a tough league. I think it'll be quite an exciting one, but... I do think certain teams will struggle as well. Like, obviously, we've not got a big budget. So, yeah, compared to a few teams that are in there, I think we'll, we maybe might struggle. I think um, I think Sutton will have quite a struggling season this season as well. Um, I personally think Colchester, Barrow, them sort of teams with not a lot of money behind them, I think we could be kind of... We will struggle against, obviously, the bigger teams because there is quite a lot of teams with money involved in the higher teams. And, yeah, League Two is just mental. Mm. And it, it's one of them leagues, like, it was known as the Rochdale Division before um, we got promoted under Keyfield. So I'm just hoping finally one day we will get out because, yeah, it's not a pretty league. Not at all. <laughs> I, w- I want to talk about Northampton Town. I'm going to bring Lucy on this because obviously uh, Bristol Rovers are the main beneficiaries of Northampton Town's demise, really. I mean, Northampton Town won on the last day of the season, thought that that was it, thought they were up. Um, then Rovers went and scored around about 20 goals in the second half of uh, the last game of last season. Um, Northampton Town then conceded, got the goalkeeper sent off and then got hammered in the playoffs, didn't they? I mean, so... I'll, I'll ask Lucy this one. What are you expecting from a team like Northampton Town 
who have just had heartbreak in the last year. It's hard to come back from that, isn't it? Yeah, it, it definitely is. I mean, I, I, I might keep one eye on it, to be honest, just because I know part of me thinks that they'll, because I've seen teams before, like, for example, when we got promoted in 2016, 2015-16 uh, season from League 2 to League 1, where we got in on the final day and Accrington missed out. Accrington then won the league the season after uh, and obviously had missed out on the playoffs so they didn't get in the playoff final but then won the league the year after. You know, Northampton could do the same or they could, you know, just finish complete middle of the road and obviously their fans will probably be you know, really, really disappointed with that because they are probably expected to be up there again. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I don't know too much about like who they brought in or what the like, the kind of main kind of nucleus of the side is stayed. Um, but yeah, it's, it's always an interesting one because like like Charlotte said, with Mansfield, I feel like they would have a point to prove. I was actually at that player final um, and, and they just looked like they completely froze. Yeah. Um, which surprised me because obviously we started against them and they, you know, Mansfield, everyone knows Mansfield, they do throw money at it to get promoted and this is like multiple times now that they've got in the playoffs and they've lost and well, it's the final, the semi-finals so they're, they're going to be one that people are going to be looking at going, right, you have to go out and win it this time otherwise, what, what's going on, if that makes sense? Yeah, and Neil, I'll ask you as well about uh, Salford because um, obviously they, they've got Batman you know, they've they've got, you know, a hell of a lot of backing behind them and having so managed to get promoted in, I think this is the like, third or fourth season now, I mean, you expecting them to go up this year? You've always got a fancy them, like you say, they've, they've got the backing. Um, they always seem to have a little bit of, you know, financial pull. You know, some of the players that they've had over the last few years, you think, how have they not done it? I think the fact that, you know... There's a massive spotlight on them because of the owners and the story behind the owners with the class of 92 and stuff. And then Neville don't help himself because he goes on Twitter and has a go at other clubs for sacking their managers then two seconds later sacks his manager. And you just... Look, let's be honest, they're not the people's club. Um, it, it would be very unpopular if they went up. But you've, you've got to think, how long can this experiment go on before they start backing out because I generally think that's what that's the next thing it's they've got a shelf life of, of, of having to get to that next step and if they don't in the next three years those guys are going to say do you know what this hasn't worked out let's just bail out mm-hmm. um, and then you've got a good community club that Salford was before they came in having to regroup and that's what I worry about yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I totally agree with that one. Um, Gary, I'm going to talk about Stockport now. Long time they've been out the Football League. You know, it's one of those grounds where I, I used to love going down there when Sunderland played. You know, it's another one of those, I, I call them old-fashioned grounds, but I love them ones. They're my favourite ones to go to. Um, but it's great to see them back, but how would you fancy them this year? They have got a little bit of money behind them, so, you know, I don't think they'll go down, but what would you see with them? Uh, to be quite honest, I think it'll be a tough season, really tough season for them. Um, I, regardless of whether or not money is is a factor or on or not, I think in the lower leagues, League One, League Two, like anyone can beat anyone on any given occasion, and I just don't see Stockport having enough about them to really remain in the league. Like, I just, I, I don't know. It's just. With like League One, for example, um, 
it's just hard, like, for them to, you know, get to where they need to be. Um, I mean, the, the, what, the, the briefly survived League 2, as far as, as far as I'm aware. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I don't know much about Stockport. Like, and they're in League 2, am I right in saying that? Yeah, why am I saying League 1? League 2. Yeah, no, they're in League 2, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what we're talking about, League 2. Yeah, sorry, I don't know why I was in League 1 there. It's been a long day. It has, mate, it has. Um, I, so, like, it's a lot of competition, and anyone can beat anyone in League 2. Anyone can go up in League 2. Um, Forest Forest Green did brilliantly last season. And, you know, I think like they they were a standout in the league. And I just... I, I don't see Stockport being able... They're, they're not going to have enough about them to survive, in my honest opinion. Like, uh, I mean, granted, two yeah. teams go down, but I just don't think they'll survive. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Charlotte will give you the last word on on league on league two. Then the, obviously the the relegated sides it was four that came down. EFC Wimbledon were one of them. Who I think have actually done quite well in their transfers. I know like they've lost their uh, Jack Madonna who's gone to Huddersfield. Yeah. But they've still recruited well. Uh, Gillingham are always going to be there or thereabouts. So is there any any one of them you fear? Um, coming back up, I don't think Crew will do. I know you've got Crew first game, aren't you? I, I can't see Crew coming back up at all. You know, I think they're I think they're a basket case at the minute. But um, is there anyone you fear out of them for? Even though um, not really. I think I think as well when some teams come down, I think it is quite hard to get straight back up sometimes. And um, yeah, like you said, the teams that have come down and. I don't want to say I don't fear them because we've got crew on Saturday. And I, I kind of like it's Rochdale, so I'll say I kind of fear them a little bit for Saturday because I don't want to come come across too confident and it kind of like bite me on the backside. But um, no, personally, who I've had to go up, I've actually um, mine con is obviously a contrast with Gary's because I've had Stockport to win it because. Yeah. I just think I, I was I was the same. I thought I felt like Stockport were gonna win it as well. I just don't know why. I just got feeling they're gonna do a double like yeah. bounce back to back. Yeah, I just think um with the money behind them and they've recruited some obviously players and um Callum Camps is one of them, Roch, ex Rochdale and <laughs> I love Callum Camps, so gotta stick by him. But I've had um, Bradford as well. I just think with Mark Hughes as manager, you've got to, you've gotta give them a shout. Yeah. And I've had Mansfield and Northampton as well because just after last season, yeah, I just think they'll, I think they'll go up. So the teams that have actually been relegated, I've not had any of them to go mm -hmm. straight back up. And I think Gillingham are kind of in the same boat as us, where obviously, I think a lot of them will be rebuilding. And I just, yeah, personally, I just think the teams that have been relegated, I don't see any of them have going up confidently. I'm not saying they won't be top half finished, but I don't see any of them going straight back up. Yeah. So, while, while we've got you on then, because you've given us your four to go over, we'll go over them again, because we're all going to have a guess. Um, a, a promotion and relegation. So, we'll have your four to go up, uh, three automatically in one playoff, and then your two to go down. Gary, you're yeah. right. He's down, by the way. I'm going to try to. <laughs> So um, I've had Stockport and I think they'll win it personally because I just think they've got the financial backing and some of the players that they've brought in. Um, I think personally they'll win it. Don't get me wrong, they do after all gel together. But I just think, yeah, I think they'll do back-to-back -back promotions. Then I've had Bradford because, as I said, Mark Hughes and they brought in some decent players. Then I've had Mansfield and I think Northampton will go up um, through the playoffs. Cool. Lucy, we'll, we'll go to you with the, the next ones. 
I'm going to go for Stockport to win it. Bradford in second. And I think third, I'm also going to go for Mansfield. In the playoffs, I am going to go with... I'm just looking back who was in League 2, which is really bad. I know, we've been in that league for a while now. Um, I think it's going to be Late Norium. Mm, that's I'm going with Late Norium. That's a good shout, Neil. So, yeah, I think you're right with what you're saying, with it being a tough, tough league. Um Again, I've, I've got Stockport to win it. I think they've got a League One squad in the National League last year. Um, I think, you know, Paddy Madden up front, who scored goals for fun. Um, so I think that I think they'll go straight back up um, in that respect. I think Mansfield will come back with a vengeance. Um, and Northampton as well. I think they've got a massive point to prove. Recruited really well, Northampton. They've signed great. Um, obviously, Lee Burge, a few guys who I think is a great League Two keeper. Yeah, um, Ryan Haynes from Newport. They've signed really well, Northampton, and I, I think they'll do well. Um, and I think in the playoffs, it, it's going to be weird. You've got Crawley that have got a load of money, and they've, you know, they've recruited really well. Bradford under Mark Hughes, he's never managed at this level. Don't know how it's going to go. And um, personally, I think Tranmere um, will we'll, we'll go on a bit of a run, and I think Tranmere will go up in the playoffs. Cool, Gary. Um. You know what? I'm gonna go for Bradford to win it because you can't discount Mark Hughes' managerial experience. He's he's done big things before in his career. You know, he, he when Man City was taken over by the the Shakes, like he he remained in control of the club. Like he's still got the experience regardless, and I I think he'll take Bradford up this season. I really do. Again, I'm gonna go with Mansfield as well. Um, the the looked all right last season in the playoffs. Um, and I do think as Neil said, they'll come back with a vengeance. Um, I'm going to be honest though, that's probably where my knowledge finishes with that, I don't know who else really in all honesty, when I've been making notes there, I've been having to think, but there's no one else that really I think could stand out, I'm, I'm just not so sure on, on Stockport at the minute, um, I, I think they've got to have a good start to, to see what, what they're going to do, but that's just my opinion. So, so are you picking four? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think, mate. We're uh, writing down, you know, we're writing down a list as well. It's kind of hard, you know. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, so who have I got there? I said Bradford, Mansfield. Uh, I could see Salford doing something. I could really see them doing something, but mm-hmm. I don't know. What. I, 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 I think definitely Hartlepool can down. Harrogate might be up there, you know. Right. I'll tell you what, we'll let you write your four down um, just as if and when, because we're going to mention every team here. I'll do Stockport, <laughs> definitely 100% agree with what you guys have said. I think they'll go up. Um, I actually think this year will be Salford's, so I'm going to go them second, Northampton third, and Mansfield in the playoffs. I can't remember prices for your relegation, so we'll have to go around again. But for me to go down will be Hartlepool and Barrow. So Charlotte, we'll start with you again for uh, a relegation. Yeah, I've had Barrow as well, and I've had Colchester. Cool, Lucy. Um, I'm gonna go for Barrow and Sutton. Neil, I've gone for Hartlepool and Colchester. Gary, definitely Hartlepool. Definitely, like you said, <laughs> it was, was shocking on Monday, um, and. 
I think I think Barrow, to be honest. Like I don't think we've got anything about them. Right, if Jeff Stalin ever did listen to this pod, which is highly doubtful, I think he's turned it off by now. So sorry, Jeff, if you are listening, which you're probably not. But anyway, you, to be fair, well, I watched them in the preseason game on Monday and they were awful. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. So then we will go to League One. Um, Lucy, obviously, I, I think round about Christmas time, the last league you expected to be in was League One. And then Bristol Rovers went on a run to end all runs, got promoted on the last day of the season, the last few minutes. You know, Elliot Anderson coming on loan from Newcastle, just galvanising the side. How have Bristol Rovers recruited over the summer and, and what you're expecting from them this season? Um, it's been quite a quiet summer, actually. I think a lot of fans probably expected a lot more, um, quite a few more signings for the door. But, you know, there's still a month of the season that the manager has said that he still wants a few more signings. I think some of them are kind of just taken over and just trying to get them over their line. Um, obviously, we've signed um, James Connolly, on a permanent deal from Cardiff City, which I'm absolutely buzzing about. Um, he came in um, obviously in January, and you know he's only like 19, 20 years old. And the way he kind of him and Connor in the back were, you know, a rock in the second half of last season. Um, so yeah, we we're buzzing about that. And then we signed um, Jordan Rossiter as well from um, from Fleetwood, um, another one of Joey's old mates. <laughs> um, obviously, he's been about around a bit. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he does and obviously we signed John Marcus as well um, we definitely knew that we needed another striker um, and I'm quite excited to see him obviously I know he didn't have the best season at Portsmouth um, but you know when he was at Doncaster he used to always score against us I used to hate playing against him because I know he'd always score so I'm kind of glad we've got him on our team now um, but yeah I'm just kind of hoping you know, there's still been a few rumours flying about that we might get Connor Taylor back in our loan although he signed a new contract so Luke Thomas has been rumoured to come back, so a couple of our loanies. Obviously, there's just no chance of Ellie Anderson coming back, which, even though it hurts me to say, I can accept it. I mean, he was actually starting against Benfica last night yeah. in Newcastle, so I I want to put this out there now. I wouldn't be surprised if we made the squad for the opening day of the season. I really wouldn't. Um, and you know what, fair play to him. Cause I'm glad to be really fair, Lucy, you'll probably start because all the players are getting sent off in Newcastle in pre-season. I, I know, I saw fast. that. I know, I saw that last night. I looked at my phone after the England game. I looked at my phone and I was like, why has someone got sent off in a friendly? Although that, that's the whole of a conversation in itself to, because friendly this year seems to be absolutely crazy what's going on in some of them. Oh, true. Um, it wasn't it was a game where two, was it, I can't remember it was, now two players got sent off. I think it might have been Plymouth. It was Plymouth. Yeah, there was, um, Plymouth Yeovil, there was a scrap between uh, the Plymouth and the Oval player and then it, it ended up being like a full bench brawl. Um, and a player from each side got sent off. And then Wolves played Levante last week. Um, mm. And apparently there's four players sent off in that one. And the rest <laughs> of the people are off early. Uh, two on each side. It just, I just don't know what's going on. Uh, I think it's yeah, just but, too much red meat. I think that's what it is. It's the heat. Yeah, it's the heat. Yeah, yeah, it's the heat. <laughs> I reckon it's a heat. Yeah, definitely agree. Um, Gary, uh, Derby County, obviously, you know, relegated, but taken over. I know the boss Wayne Rooney, but my word, that's the kind of squad they've assembled, mind. I definitely. I mean, and they've kept some key pieces like Max Bird, Louis Sibley, like who I can see Louis Sibley eventually playing for a Premier League team. Um, Jason Knight as well. I mean, when he's probably happy when Rooney went because he injured him last season in training. Um, <laughs> but I think the signed uh, Conor Horan from Villa on a free transfer, <laughs> uh, which 
he's not a bad piece. You know, he came through our academy, but he, he never Hell played of a league one player in. Uh, I think that's a very, very good piece. And they've got, uh, what, Tom, I can never pronounce his last name, Tom Barzukin, who was at Preston, who I know we were linked with. Um, they have assembled, you know, some good players in that team. I do think they'll bounce straight back up. I think they need to get a solid manager in, because I think, is it Liam Rossini who's just in, in interim charge at the moment? Um, but when they get someone in solid, when the owners have someone in mind who I think might actually be Rossini and all honestly, depending on how they start, um, they're going to go straight up. And to be quite honest, I'm kind of jumping the gun. I think they'll go up as champions. I mean, there's a lot of good sides in League One. Obviously, you know, we've come out of it, we came out of it the uh, year, couple of years before Sunderland have, but there's still some good sides in there. You know, you see Peterborough have just got down, they were a perennial good League One side, Portsmouth, Ipswich, Oxford, there's some massive teams down there. I think it's going to be harder and harder to get out for these sides, isn't it? Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Rose, damn, you're right out here with that one, out, Gary. Oh. Can you hear us? I there we go. Did you hear me question? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I was talking and then we were all laughing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah um, 100%, mate. I, I've said it to you, I think you many a time, that League One, I think, is the hardest league going there's some massive clubs in that division um i'm glad coventry got out when we did it, it says a lot that you know we were stuck in there for the best part of a decade you know a, a club of sunderland solid we're, we're stuck there for four or five years you know ipswich chef wednesday charlton you know just massive clubs get stuck down there and it's it's, it's going to be a tough one this year Go 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 back off what Gary said there about you know Derby and, and some of the players that brought in and the manager and stuff. We played them three times last season because uh, we got them in the cup as well. And tw- two of those games, Rooney wasn't there through COVID, and Rossini actually managed, and they were two of their best performances. Um, they, they, they've got some good players. You, you mentioned Sibley Bird, two players that Cover been linked with, so I'd happily take Sibley. But, you know, the fact they brought in James Chester, McGoldrick, uh, Hurahan, Barkhazen, um the list goes on. Um, they've brought in your, your man from Chef Wednesday in goal as well. They've really shored up that side. And like you say, kept some key parts of the puzzle. So, um, Derby are always going to be tough. I don't think you can look past Chef Wednesday neither. They've recruited really well. Michael Smith from Rotherham. Yeah. You know, I think he, he, he was in double figures last season in this division. Um, keeping hold of players like Barry Bannon. He should never be playing League One football, Barry Bannon. It's a cheat code. Um, you know, so I, it's going to be so tough this year. Intrigued to see how MK Dons bounce back, losing Parrot and Scott Twine as well, you know, who were massive for him last season. And then you've got your promoted sides, you know, who all played fantastically last season. Personally, I think Bristol Rovers are going to be the strongest out of the four songs to come up. But with some of the clubs up there, you know, your Oxford, your Plymouths, who just missed out on the playoffs last year, Bolton's, all the best, all the best. It's a hard, it's a hard one to pick, Charlotte, isn't it? Because literally, League One's turning into a bit what the Championship is like, where a lot of these sides now have got Premier League experience. Um, you know, you look at Charlton. You know, they're in there, you know, Derby, you know, Portsmouth, you know, these are 
big big clubs and it's 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 difficult now to get out of it isn't it it's a really really difficult league yeah honestly it's crazy i was looking through before and just some of the big clubs and the big names that are in there now and it's mad because these teams used to be in the premier league and the championship it's like even we mentioned bolton just then not long ago they were like premier league side and just just how these big clubs have just fallen it's it's scary how quick football can change it really is it is, but on on the plus side of that one, Lucy, on the flip side, I think Neil's just hit the nail on the head there. Rovers have got a great chance of staying up and, you know, these sides who have been stuck in League One for a long time, Rovers are coming there with absolutely nothing to lose. So, I mean, the sky's the limit, isn't it? I'm not saying it's promotions on the cards, but, you know, a nice con- consolidation season, that's all you're looking for, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, I'd be more than happy with a top half finish. More than happy. I take I, I take twelve plays now. If someone gave it to me, I'd snap their hand off right now. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. It feels like League One is almost like a second kind of championship in the way. Like some of the teams in there, it's and, and the thing is, not there's so many big teams now. Not all of them are going to go up. Not all of them are going to make the playoffs. So it's going to be teams. I mean, like last season, you'd say, you know, what's the Ipswich and Charlton not even getting in the playoffs. You know, that's not a good season for those teams. You know, they're expected to be up there. And, you know, not everyone is going to... There's only six teams that can make the top six. And, you know, some of these teams aren't going to make it. And, you know, there's teams that come down, you know, you know, Derby, for one. You know, even with, you know, the crazy probably summer that, you know, they've had. But they have recruited exceptionally well. I mean, I'd argue that some of their players, well, majority of their team is like a championship-level team. So it'd be very interesting to see how they get on. But, you know, Peterborough, you know, there's teams that are very yo-yo teams as well. You know, they go down, they go up. I mean, they catch on to Clark Harris, who, you know, was an absolute menace in League One that, the last time they were in it. I think he scored like 30-odd goals. He's their captain. He's seems to have really, like, calmed his temperament down. Um, I'll probably say that. I'll probably get sent off on Saturday now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing. Like, you can literally go through, like, half the, t- half the division and be like, or they could, you know, they could surprise them. You know, like someone like, I'm not saying they're going to get in the playoffs, but someone like Shrewsbury is recruited really well. You know, they've quietly gone about their business. They've got Steve Potter, who's a good manager, even though he did manage Bristol City. And, you know, he knows that level. He's got some really good players in. And, you know, it's, it's. I think it's going to be a really exciting division. I'm, I'm you know, obviously excited that we're going to be a part of it. But, but there are also some teams, you know, there are teams that, you know, I would say are, I think we'll struggle that division. Um, I think obviously a couple that come up with us potentially. Um, I'm hoping that you know we kind of just have a good kind of middle of the road season. Um, to be honest, like consolidate and you know, and then it's it's, it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting one. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing where it starts. Yeah, well, while we've got you on, then we'll have you three to go up and your four to go down. Gary, get your pen ready. Okay, so to win it, I'm going to say Sheffield Wednesday. Um, and second, I feel like Ipswich. I mean, they've spent, I know they have done a bit of a rebuild as well, but like some of the money they've got. And I think, they, I, think they, I read somewhere they were signing like a, a fullback for like a million pounds. And even at that level, it's still like, I would still say that's like quite a lot of crazy money to be standing around. So you know, they're going to be expected to do well. Um, and yeah, and I think Darby will come up for the playoffs. Um, I think it'll kind of be a bit of a fairy tale story. To go down, I'm looking at probably Forest Green. Mm-hmm. Although they'll probably now smack us on the opening day. That's going to happen. We don't win on opening day ever. Um, Accrington. 
Exeter City. And I think it's going to be Morecambe as well. Yeah, no worries at all. Neil, we'll go to you next. So what? There's a lot of crossover there, Luce. Um I've got I've got Chef Wednesday to win it. Um, I, I just think they're such a strong squad. But I've got Derby to go up second and Ipswich to win the playoffs. Um, so we've got the same three to go up, just 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 different methods. Um, and we've got two of the same to go down as well. I think I think Morecambe are gone as um, we relied heavily on Cole Stockton last season, and if he's not firing or if he leaves, then I, I think they really struggle. Um, I think. Fleetwood uh, have run out of luck. I think they go down. Yeah. Um, Ackles and Stanley, again, another one. And then I'm going to get caned for this because I've got family that are Vale fans, but I think Vale go back down. It it was a flip of a coin between them and Burton because I think Burton have had a terrible summer. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people said that. Yeah, I don't know. I just think... Obviously, they've got Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank as manager, and he, he he's got connections. He can pull strings, you know, and pull things out of the bag. I just I just think it's it might be a step too far for Vale, and I think Vale will be the the one promoted side that goes back down. Yeah, Charlotte. <laughs> a lot of crossovers. I've had um, Chef Wednesday to obviously win it. Then I've had Ipswich, and then I've had Derby. And to <laughs> to go down, I've had Fleetwood. Markham, Atprinton and Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Lincoln as well, because they've got a new manager in. It, it's, 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 it's going to be so interesting. Gary, are we, are we all right to get three and four for you? Do you want to tie? Oh, well, I've just caught up there now. Like um, Again, very similar. Um, I'm going to go Derby to go up as champions. Um, Sheffield Wednesday to go up second. I do think they're going to improve on what happened last year in the playoffs. And I think Ipswich this season, it, it's their time to you know return to the championship, but they're going to do it via the playoffs. I think, though, this is a prediction with Ipswich, I think they'll finish sixth in the league but win the playoffs. Um, right. Because I think they might hit some four. Uh, their form late on might dip a little bit. And MK Dons and a few other teams might sneak into it. Um, going down, um, Fleetwood, more, um, uh, uh, like Neil was saying, Fleetwood's time's up. Um, more, um, I mean, I think... Don't rate them as a team. We absolutely destroyed them last season. Um, at Rinkman, who are they? Um, and Exeter <laughs> City. Like I, I think Forest Green, I think, will survive by the skin of the teeth. I think they'll be in a relegation battle. But I think out of the three teams that went up, uh, four teams that went up, um, I think Exeter is probably not going to survive. Cool. Um, as risk of sounding rather boring, I've got Chef Wed. Um, I think I think nail it the nail on there. I think they're a championship side already. You know, the way they've recovered, Michael Smith from Rotherham's a fantastic signing. You know, and and to be honest, I think they'll replace Rotherham in the in the championship. Um, and then I've I'm gonna go for Derby because I just think that that side is still class. You know, even though it's it does. Board a little bit of similarities to Sunderland when we first went down. We never made it, you know. You've got to you've got to get used to that. The football's not as good, and the referees are dreadful. Um, but I just think they've got enough. And I'm going to go Plymouth for the third again. I just think they've recruited very well, um, and I think it's they've got a a good manager in Schumacher there who was a little bit unfortunate last year that they never went that they never got into the playoffs. You know, they had a horrible run when they when they lost the gaffer. Um, 
But Schumacher had really had been playing some good football towards the end. Four to go down, 100% more of them. Um, I think they'll finish bottom. Uh, Fleetwood, and again, I don't want to say Portville, but I don't think Portville will stay up. Um, sorry, Johnny. And uh, I reckon Lincoln, because Sapping Michael Appen was an absolute fool's trick, to be honest. Uh, I think he would have pulled it back with them. So they're my four. Um, right, championship. Neil. <laughs> I want to talk about Coventry first because a lot of the pundits have got Coventry to be there or thereabouts this season. Um, off air, you were a little bit pessimistic. So, you know, I, I prefer to talk to fans about you know, the predictions. So, what what's going on? Mate, um, what a summer already. I feel like I've aged about 20 years with all the transfer speculation. and You know, we've got the big three, Jacarez. Um, who Middlesbrough was sniffing around, got quoted £25 billion and they soon disappeared. Uh, Hayden Lover apparently had signed for Fulham. Obviously, that's not the case and he's still with us. Um, and over here, apparently, signed for Burnley um, and then everyone realised they were skin. Um, <laughs> so so he, he hasn't bothered. And again, and there's talk again today that they're going to sell McNeil and Cornet. They're going to have £30 million and they're going to come back. Nah, ain't happening. Over here, staying. Um that that's been the the main talking point of the summer. Um, it, it's the fact that what well, all this has been going on, we've missed out on a few transfer targets as well. Um, and but the, the players we have brought in, I think, really have improved on the players that we've let go. I don't think we've added anything. I think we've just replaced better. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, bringing in Casey Palmer from Bristol City, I think, is a, is a, is a ma- massive signing. Um, big, tall, graceful, uh, creative midfielder who looks like he could really add something alongside O'Hare. Um, Jonathan Panzo, I know from Forest. Charlotte mentioned earlier about falling in love with a lone player. That that fella's gonna break my heart. He scored three goals in two goals in, in preseason. I, I went to Oxford in preseason and he scored two, and I tweeted at half time. This guy's gonna break my heart, isn't it? I, you know, you just straight away, just so composed on the ball, big, strong, just looks so elegant. And then we brought in Callum Doyle, uh, who obviously you boys will know a lot about, as he was reviewed last year, um, who looks like a, a phenomenal prospect. Today mm-hmm. we've signed um, Tayo Adaramola on loan from Palace, who th- their fans are waxing lyrical about, to, you know, who's replaced Matson. Um, so, but like I said, I don't think we've added anything. We've, we've just kind of upgraded the areas that we that, that we lost out on, um, and kept hold of the big three, which I think was huge. Um, consistency killed us a little bit last season. Um, we won the first six at home, and I think we won two more for the rest of the season, uh, which obviously needs needs changing. Um, but yeah, look, we finished twelfth, which is which is massive considering, you know five years ago in League Two. So it just shows how far we've come as a club. Um, I'd take 12th again. I'd, I don't think we'll make playoffs. I've seen Gab Sutton's put us today finishing fourth. I'd like a pint of what he's been drinking because I can't <laughs> see his finishing that high. I think there's much better squads um, in the division. I think 10th place is, is more than reasonable for a side like ours. Yeah, Lucy, that last season, the playoffs was Luton, Sheffield United, Huddersfield and Notts Forest. Now, I would have loved to have had a tenner on them four because that was totally unexpected. And I think it just goes to show that 
Yes, there's money in the championship, but it doesn't always buy success. You look at West Brom, who spent a fortune, didn't even finish in the top 10. You know, it's, it, anything can happen. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the thing with these leagues. Um, I, I also think about that, that the English Football League in itself is, it, it is, you know, you, you know, there are teams that do spend a lot of money and it doesn't automatically mean that you're going to be successful. Um, and that's what I love about it because, you know, no offense, but no one would have expected Lincoln to be up there. Mm. I definitely didn't. And, you know, they were, they played some really good football last year. And I, I kind of had a, I, I did kind of want Forrest to win it, and I'm glad that they did. But secretly, I also kind of wanted Luton to get get in there as well because I was like, can you imagine a club like Luton in the Premier League? Obviously, I know they have been up there before, and it's not me being disrespectful anyway. But like, you know, I just could imagine like Erling Haaland just walking through like the you know people's houses to get to the ground. Yeah. I just it, you imagine that. All, like the, the posh Chelsea fans trying to walk through someone's house to get to the stadium. It wouldn't have yeah, been. I know, and and. You know, and it's just like the idea of that is quite, you know, it's quite cool to see because it's like, you know, it's like when I'm talking like when Burnley, for example, got into the Premier League, and you know, like when you know when you know teams that are okay, what people say are smaller, get into those higher levels, and you know, you're playing them, and you're like, and people turn up to the grounds, being like, what's this all about? It is kind of funny to see, but then obviously someone like Forrest, who you know, have been out of the Premier League for so long, mm-hmm. but. You, you know, and, and and everyone, you know, people forget that at the start of the season, they were rock bottom on like one or two points. <laughs> yeah. They sat for a season, brought in, you know, Steve Cooper, and then just went on the biggest run. And they were definitely, definitely well worth, you know, promotion. And, and then obviously Huddersfield as well, you know, clubs that have kind of been in and around the Premier League come down. You know, and now their manager's gone, which is the biggest shock ever to me. I can't believe that he's he's, he's gone from Huddersfield because they they again it, it's one of those ones where you always kind of wish that more teams could go up because there's so many teams that did well last year, um, and I think it it make this season I can think quite interesting because you know there are teams that okay, sorry to have come down that will probably always seem to bounce back up, you know, like the Norwiches, but I actually wouldn't be surprised. Sit one out, stick out there early, and so perhaps not out of the three promoted. Sorry, three relegated teams. I only feel like maybe one might get promoted. Mm. Now I just thought Champions really strong again. Yeah, Charlotte, I want to ask you about about the three relegated sides because I think for the first time, a lot of the pundits are saying we're not sure. You know, like Norwich, I think you know they've done well to keep a hold of the majority of their players, but Norwich are just so yo-yoey. They're not quite. You're not quite sure on them. Watford, you never know what to expect. Although I think the the managerial appointment of Rob Edwards is is, is a very much a, a, a kind of an ace in the pack. I mean, that's going to be so interesting. And as what Neil mentioned, Burnley, you, you don't see them having a pot to piss in, and they've got a very inexperienced manager. You know, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be difficult for all three. I think. I think there's a lot of teams that are, are catching them up. To be honest. Yeah, of course, and um, in particular with Burnley as well. Um, a lot of people have actually backed Burnley, I've seen, to win it. But as you said, they've got an inexperienced manager. They've got no money. And I do I do think they'll struggle as well. And, um, yeah, it, it's a strange one because I've actually... I've had Norwich to go back up because Norwich is just actually... <laughs> they have one of actually backed to go up kind of thing. But like I said, there's a lot of big clubs in there. And it's just... Football's just unpredictable, isn't it? <laughs> really? It is. 
It is, you're right, you're right. Gary, we'll very, very quickly touch on Sunderland, obviously being two Sunderland fans. Um, Alex Neal's been on a local radio show tonight saying he thinks we're about four or five short. Season starts in three days. Yeah, I mean, those four or five short aren't going to come in before then. Are um, I think he probably means, in all honesty, before the window closes. Um, I do think our business has been slow, but it's been drilled down. We haven't just went and signed anyone for the sake of signing anyone. Um, I think the, the big thing was for us was let's get right Roberts and Gooch sign new deals. Patterson signed a new deal as well, because I think you do see, obviously, him as long-term number one. Um, Priest did great work with him towards the back end of the season. Bit sad to see Priest go, but that that's football. And um, we've brought in Azure Elise, um, who was what Premier League two player of the year for West Ham. Um, looked like he scored a kind of good goal from what I've seen of him. Um, he looked outstanding, by the way, on Monday. Did he? he looked, did he play centre back? Absolutely magnificent. Huh? Did he play centre back because he can play left? Yeah, back as he well. played it like as a, as a back three. Oh. So he was the left side, but he looked and that the athleticism on him is is mental, and obviously Ballard as well. I think that's one of the signings of the summit. To be honest, I think he's a, I think he's a phenomenal player. Who Ballard? So, uh, I'm, I'm excited but nervous at the same time. You know, we spoke off air with with Neil, and I'm quite nervous for the first game. I'm nervous for the first month because it's not an easy month. But I think once we get, you know, once we get ourselves used to it, and to be honest, our our trump cards, Alex Neil, because we've got a good manager there. So, um, and that's that's to be honest, I don't want to talk too much about them because I'm sure we'll talk about them uh, more and more during the season. But Neil, just as a as a last one on the championship, um, I think this year is going to be you're going to see an improvement from those sides who didn't quite make it. You know, we're looking at Borough, you know, we're looking at Sheffield United. Um, not so much Huddersfield. I think they've been a little bit unlucky with obviously losing the gaffer and Harry Toffolo's gone. Um, lost pretty much majority of the better players last year. But there's some sides there. You look at Stoke signing Dwight Gale. You know, there's going to be a couple of um, unknowns. I think. Oh mate, hundred percent. And you look at some of the business some of the clubs have done. Um, I think, but right, you, I, I know you boys obviously are not massive fans, but I think they're there they're about to share. Chris Wilder's a fantastic manager, mm-hmm. um, and he's got he's got a very good squad there. Look at the business Preston are doing, by the way. I just I'm blown away by their transfer window so far, and I genuinely think they could be dark horses to go up. Um, they were playing some really good stuff on the low back end of last season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the flip side of that, you, you've, you've got sides that are going to struggle with the ball last year. I can't see Blackburn doing anything. I think Barrett and Diaz will go uh, before the window closes. You know, someone's going to come in, chuck 10 million. Blackburn will panic, take it, and won't be able to replace him. Um, so I think they're going to struggle. I think Blackpool will have second uh, second season syndrome. Yeah. Um, and, and, and fall off. Um you know, you've got clubs like Birmingham who last season would have gone down if it weren't for Dowdy's point deduction. Um, Hull that have got money out of nowhere and brought half of Turkey. Like it's it's bizarre. Every time you see a transfer get confirmed, you just think, okay, random. Didn't see that one coming. But you, you know, you touched on Stoke as well. I think Stoke have um, done some fantastic business. Dwight Gale was one of them. You know, you'll score goals at this level. Is what he's done for his whole life. Josh Lauren coming in uh, on a free from Reading is a massive signing. Um, they brought in Aidan Flint from um, Cardiff as well, who's a, a stonewall defender in this league. Yeah. Um, West Brom, yeah, fair enough. They've got Steve Bruce in charge, 
but they've got DK back from injury, who will be like a, a, a new transfer, a new signing for them. They brought in John Swift and Jed Wallace, two of the best creative midfielders in the division, for nothing. Mm. Like that, it blows my mind. I think I think they're a keeper short and possibly a centre half or two from being a promotion chasing side, but wouldn't put them wouldn't put it past them getting sneaking in the playoffs. Genuinely trying to predict this division this year. I don't think there's any clear runaway runners. You know, there's no club you look at and think, yeah. Last season, you looked at Fulham and you knew before a ball was kicked, Fulham were going to run away with it. Yeah. Um, and you knew Bournemouth were going to be up there. You look at it this year and I don't know, mate. I'll flip, I'll flip a coin and tell you who's going up and who's going down. Well, to be fair, I'm going to ask you that now. So <laughs> off you go. <laughs> wow. Okay. So. Um, I think Norwich win the league. Um, purely and simply, again, you touched on that earlier on, they've kept the majority of that squad together. Um, and the players that will have gone, they, you know, they've got like the likes of Sam McCallum, who was on loan at QPR last season, who, who's been on loan with Cov, you know, is used to championship football, so we'll just slot straight in um, and be championship ready. They've still got the likes of Mac Aaron's there. Um, but, you know, Pukki was scored goals at this level. Josh Sargent, you know, they've got a very good squad. Um, and Dean Smith's got out of this division before. He knows what to do. Um, so I, I can genuinely see Norwich going straight back up. And I think Borough go up automatically as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think there's much in it between the two of them. Um, I, I, Wilder is such a brilliant manager. Um, and he will get the best out of those players that recruited while they've got your man in a learning goal from um, Man City who was playing in all their cup and European games last year so yeah, it shows the level of him um, you know so Burrow will be up there and then playoffs in my head I've been saying West Brom for a while but the more and more business that I see Preston doing I think Preston might do it I think if they have a run like they did last year I think I think Preston go up great cool three to go down Um Rotherham, I think Rotherham go back down. I just losing Smith um, and and the Dapo as well and the Dapo, yeah, and and they've replaced him with Tommy's. I like Tommy's. Tommy ain't gonna get you twenty goals to keep you up. Um, they've lost a couple of defenders as well. I just yeah, I like Rotherham. I think they're a great side, but oh, I can see them struggling. I think Reading um, will, will go down. Um, I think no one was more surprised. Them, uh, about Paul Lintz getting the job than Paul Lintz himself because <laughs> um, where did that come from I, I just yeah um, and their shirt's horrible um, and I think Birmingham I, I, I look at the business they've done and they've brought no one in really um, I, their takeover situation is still a mess you know they, they had a pre-season game the other day and they had 30 fans in St Andrews, which is just, it's baffling because they are a big club, they should be doing better. Um, but I think Blackpool step up by their skin of their teeth and Blues end up going down. Cool. Uh, Lucy, we'll go to you next. It sounds like I'm going to be copying, but literally I was going to say exactly the same. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do spell Norwich are going to win it. Um, like you said, they are a pretty yo yo side, but they're one of those weird teams that are like too good be in the championship especially with the team they've kept but they just don't have it say in the Premier League 
uh, which is really, really strange. Um, and yeah, I also think Middlesbrough as well. Um, it, yeah, it's that um, definitely got in um, from Man City. And, you know, again, you know, Chris Wilder, I really like Chris Wilder. I really rate him as a manager. And, you know, the way he's come up through the division as well, I really like sitting back in the Premier League. You know, when he, when Sheffield Wednesday went to um, Sheffield United, sorry, went down and he lost the job there. I, I was really glad to see that because, you know, you could tell that he really, really, you know, cared about the club and, and done such a good job with them. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, I think players will be quite interesting. I feel like it'll be quite open. But yeah, I have kind of seen what Preston's been doing as well and I think they might be you no know, dark horses for it. Um, and relegation-wise, I, I can't see past Rotherham staying up. Like, like Norwich are a yo-yo time for the Premier League and the Championship. Rotherham well, started the same for the, the Championship and, and, and League One, if I'm being honest. Um, and I also feel like Reading and Birmingham will go down with them. Um, you know, they've both kind of had financial kind of difficulties and problems with takeovers and all sorts. And I just, I don't know, especially Birmingham, I just don't know if they're going to have enough to, to stay up. But it'd be quite interesting to see how teams like, for example, like Wigan get on. Obviously, they've, you know, come up, like you said, like Blackpool, maybe it will be second, second season syndrome. Uh, but, or, and I think I think a real interesting one for me would be Watford. Obviously, they've got Rob Edwards, who's the former Forest Green manager. And, you know, Watford, again, another team that kind of bounced back between the Championship and, League, um, and Premier League, sorry. And I know I just felt when the way, you know, we I think we spoke about on here, it was just after we got promoted, the way that that deal kind of came about was it felt a bit backhanded towards Forest, yeah. um, Forest Green. And I personally don't like the way that it happened, even though I don't support them in any way. Um, and I just think it'd be very interesting to see how he gets on that level because it's a big difference. It's a massive difference. And it is a, you know, no offence to Forest Green, Watford are a bigger club. So I'd be very interested to see how they get on. But again, I think the Championship, like has been the last few years, is going to be a really, really good watch. Yeah, I agree. Gary, we'll go to you next. Um, I think, in all honesty, going up as champions is going to be Watford. I mean, their owners have always put enough into the club to make them get back up into the Premier League. Granted, they can't keep them in the Premier League because they can't keep hold of a manager for a cup of coffee. I think they'll go up, but I don't think Rob Edwards will be the manager at the end of the season. I think it'll be someone else because that's just how Watford do business. Uh, Neil touched on Middlesbrough. I put Middlesbrough down because Chris Wilde is a fantastic manager. And as stupid as this sounds, the best business they did was selling Dajid Spence because they already had Asaya Jones as a ready-made replacement who cleared last season anyway. They've got so many good pieces coming through. If they keep a hold of Dale Fry, brilliant brilliant player yeah. for them. And they brought in Stefan in goal. Uh, Josh Corburn, who originally came from us, who has a massive future. I think they might lack goals. But I think they've got a lot of good pieces. And I'm going to put out a stupid prediction here. Us to go up in the playoffs. I really, oh, Jesus. I've, I've got to put this out there, man. Someone's got to do it and it's going to be me. Like, us to go really up in the playoffs. Going down. <laughs> no, man. I mean, I'm being ambitious. It's probably not going to happen, but I want to see it at least anyway. Alex Neal has an unbeaten record in the playoffs. You know, he he's done something with that team where, he, you know, he's went back to basics. He's playing uh, to, you know, an old style, which, you know, with 16 games unbeaten going into the game of Coventry on Sunday. Um, Not saying that, you know, we're going to start off the season that way. If we got beat, I wouldn't be bothered. It's the first game out of 45. I'm not bothered about it. But I really, really just want to kind of, you know, be really ambitious and see us in the playoffs. Yeah, I think, I think it's a good 
Uh, Rotherham got nothing about them. I think they've managed to keep a hold of Barlazer for now, but I, I don't see them keeping a hold of him much longer. I think he's yeah. a really, really good player. And he someone, is a fantastic footballer. Him. Yeah, someone fantastic will look at him. Um, love to see him at Sunderland, if I'm being honest. I think he w- would fit our midfield at a tee. Um, Redden's academy got downgraded. People have seen that for years. Bayern Munich took Omar Richards two years ago. Granted, sold him to Nottingham Forest. They lost Michael Lise at the Palace. Um, they lost John Swift to to West Brom, I think, um, who was one of their better players. And they've not really replaced any of those players. They're going to struggle. And to be honest, Wigan, I don't think Wigan's got anything about them either. Charlie Wags had issues with his health. Um, I don't think they've got a clear goal scorer who could keep them in the league. And I think the only sign they've made is Ryan Antambe from Blackburn. I think that's the only sign they've brought in, apart from Jordan Drone's return from the league. We had a signing of the window, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't go mad around that. I don't know much about Ntambe, but I, I'm, as far as I'm aware, that's the only sign. Phenomenal right back, potentially the best right back in the league. I, 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 it, it makes no sense. I, I don't <laughs> get it. Wonder where they got the money from for the well, actually Blackburn, like you say, like they'll take anything. You know, Albert and Diaz, I don't see him remaining there. Um, I, other than that, I don't really think they've got many pieces. Have they still got Harry Pickering? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 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 they, they, they've lost Lana Hunter Barrow as well, you know, as their captain last year. Rothwell's gone to Bournemouth, um, you know, and let's be honest, they're, they're going to be relying on Bradley Dack, who's been made of glass for two years. So, tough one, tough one. For, Cares for more about reality TV now, Bradley Dack. No, oh, we've lost Lucy. Uh, have you picked three there? Yeah, yeah, I picked three Rotherham, Redden, and Wigan. All right, cool. Right, um, right. I am going to say up Berra as champions. Um, just I think they've, they've got it this year. Second, it's I want to. I do want to say Watford, but I, the bother is with Watford is Rob Edwards has gone from Forest Green to Watford, and he's dealing with egos. He's dealing with Premier League players, and I, just, I can't see that working out. So I'm going to I'm going to nullify them. I don't want to be bored and say Norwich. But I'm going to. I tell you what, if West Brom get rid of Steve Bruce, I'll go West Brom. So I'll say West Brom second, and playoffs. I'm not going to say Sunderland as much as I want to. I think we'll finish in the middle. Someone had to say Sunderland, power man. Middle the lower half will do me. I'll be I'll be over the moon to come twelfth. Give us twelfth now. I'm over the moon. And you know what? I don't think Coventry will be far away. I think they'll. Just maybe sneak into playoffs, but Sheffield United for me, I think have quietly gone about the business and have um have got some decent players in. Um and I think Eckenbottom's not a, I think he's learned from his mistakes at Leeds. So I think I think they'll go up in the playoffs. Down again at risk of on born, but I've got Rotherham as well. I just think they've they've lost the best players. If Barlasser leaves, then that's them done. And, and I don't think Barlasser will stay there. Um, like I say, he's one to watch out for. Like he's a fantastic footballer. I've got I've got Blackburn to go down because they've lost so many players. They're relying on two players, which we saw last year when uh, Berton Diaz was out for about three months, wasn't he? And they just went off a cliff. And Blackpool. Um, I actually think Reading will stay up because they'll get rid of Vince quite early and end up getting a half decent experienced manager in who'll probably steady the ship. So, yeah, they're my three. Um, right, Premier League. Um, obviously, we were meant to have Ahmed in. Unfortunately, Ahmed's 
um, otherwise unavailable. So, Gary, we'll start with you. Then I just want to, I want to talk about the big news of the Premier League. Erling Haaland coming to Manchester City. They have won that league. Sorry, like, but they have won that league. And I agree, and we had this conversation on the pod months ago when we talked about Harry Kane at Man City, and I said he wouldn't go up here in Haaland. Um, it's interesting for Harry Kane now because where does he go? Um, but now Erlen Haaland, elite striker. And you know a lot of people are writing off Julian Alvarez as well, who's going to be their second-choice striker, who has a brilliant record for a player. Um, so they've got two forwards who can really come in and do it. They've added Calvin Phillips as well. Rodri and Calvin Phillips in the centre mid, I think, is, is a very good partnership with Kevin De Bruyne pushing further up. I think... City have done brilliant business. Um, I think Darwin Nunez to uh, Liverpool's good money as well. Good signing. Um, seventy five million is a lot of money, but I think people are maybe looking at that thinking they've panicked a bit. Um, when they need to replace Mane, but I think getting rid of Mane was a smart decision with one year left on his contract. Um, yeah. Arsenal, I think, have done all right business. I think Zinchenko is a very good player. But I think Man City's seen them coming with that and got quite decent cash out of them for that. Um, Sterling to to Chelsea, um, strange one for me. I, I don't get why they've sold him because for me he is an impact player for City and they're looking to get rid of Gundogan as well. Um, massive season, let's be honest, for Jack Grealish. Like he's going to have to do something this season. And I think Erlen Haaland kind of put a little bit of cheeky pressure on him when he said... There's less pressure on me because I cost half as much. Um, but going back to Haaland, elite signing, yeah, they are going to win the league and I have gotten down for winning the league as well. I just can't wait to watch them. I really, I mean, I've, I've watched them for Dortmund for the last like, two or three seasons. I just cannot wait to see them in the Premier League. You know, it's, I just hope he doesn't like, I do do himself any damage, you know, in the first couple of games or something like that, like his hamstring goes something. Just be a massive shame. Just can't wait for him. Um, Lucy will talk about. I think. I think Gary made a good point about Arsenal. I, I personally think Arsenal have had an excellent window. You know, at the signing Gabriel Jesus, who is an out-and-out goal scorer, which they've needed um, ever since Aubameyang gone. Um, and Zinchenko, for me, I don't think Zinchenko's there to play a left back. You know, they've, they've got Kiemintini for that. Zinchenko is there to play midfield. And if you watched Ukraine against Scotland. He was by far the best player on the pitch. And I think they've gone about the business quite well. But it's a huge season for Arteta. Huge season. Yeah, it is, definitely. I mean, I actually, you know, I've seen that, you know, bringing in Jesus and, and Zinchenko is, you know, I think for a club like Arsenal, like, that is good signings for them. And they are going to play like, week in, week out as well. They're not going to be there just to, you know, make up the numbers. They're going to want to play, you know, every week. And I especially think Jesus as well. He can get the ball run, uh, get, you know, get a couple of early goals and early start the season, I think I'm going on a really good run. Um, and I'll be really pleased to see that, actually. Um, but yeah, like by Tata, it's going to be a massive season. I would like to see them kind of push for the top four. I think last season was just a bit too much. But, you know, they've slowly and steadily kind of improved, I feel. And, I, you know, I think when Tata came in, I, I think the plan was it was always going to be like a little bit of time. It wasn't going to be, you know, instant success. Um, it was going to be a bit more of a rebuild. And I think, you know, they are starting to do that and they are starting to slowly improve. Um, but also with the um, the documentary coming out as well, the, the All or Nothing Arsenal one, I think that's going to be a very interesting watch. Just to see, almost see, you know, you get the behind the scenes. So I'm quite interested to watch that actually when that comes out. Um, but yeah, 
I think Premier League is going to be quite interesting this season. Um, just you know, with some of the players that are now in the Premier League, I think Haaland as well is going to be. I'm I'm really excited. But then something I kind of thought about when my kind of internet was disconnected is I and it's only just kind of popped into my mind is you know what is the impact of the having um the you know the, the World Cup in World the Cup, season. Yeah. Yeah. So you're gonna have like a month when you're not gonna play, and you know, so say for example, you know, we we can't we can't see what's gonna happen. But say for example, I don't know, team that hasn't been doing well, you know, had the break and then they come back and they do really well, or vice versa. You know, you kind of lose a bit of momentum because you know most of the teams are gonna be going off, and like, sorry, a lot of the players on these teams are gonna go off to international duty because it's the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So and that's not just the case for the. But the Premier League is also the championship as well. So I think that's something to definitely bear in mind um, for the next season. Yeah. Um, Charlotte, um, we'll go to you next. Um, about about that, about the World Cup. I mean, I'm expecting quite a few managerial changes in the month of November and December, to be honest. If, if, if anything's not going well, you get a month to bed in. You know, the, the players who haven't gone to the World Cup, you know, you can... You can put your ideas across quite early. So I'm expecting that. I'm expecting a few managerial casualties in November and December. But it is going to be weird. It's, going to be, it's the first time it's, it's ever happened, you know, a Winter World Cup, which, you know, I've got my own opinions on. I'm sure we all have. But, you know, that's for another day. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a strange one, I think. Yeah, it's going to, it's crazy. And um, we've had, we actually have had the nice weather as well where it could have been this summer. We've had the nice weather. I know. The freezing in our Christmas jumpers. But um, yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be massive, and um, I just think as well, especially with the English players like your Marcus Rashford's and stuff, how much it really affected them going back into the season, and like your Sancho's and stuff. Um, when obviously we lost the final against Italy, I just think, I think it could knock the confidence as well to certain players as well. I really do, and um, I think a lot of the teams, the lower teams as well, lose players aren't playing and say they're not in the World Cup and the big stars. I think the big stars could also struggle and be fatigued, whereas some of the some of the lower teams might actually quite surprise us, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just think I just think it's crazy. But like I said, there's a lot of stars this year as well and just top Tottenham in general. I think Spurs will do amazing. Yeah, they really well, haven't they? Yeah, Conte. He's not the manager to really stick around. It's like an impact, like yeah, it's like a quick impact. And I think just just from last year, like they struggled, and then obviously um, with Son and Kane, and I just think Perisic and a lot of the signings they've got now. I think I think they'll be dark horses. I think they could actually overtake Liverpool. I think Liverpool might. Um, yeah, I don't think they'll do as well this season. I'm not saying they won't, but I think they'll come third I'm thinking and Tottenham might actually slip in there if it'll yeah. do well this season Great yeah I, I think Tottenham have fought really well you know I think, I think Spence is a great sign for them he's, he's absolutely rapid um, I don't know what I know he's got a little bit of a personality issue but if Conte is the right man to get that out of him to be totally honest um, Neil I want to talk about the two Uniteds Newcastle United and Manchester United Manchester United obviously new manager Eric Tenag but they've still got the age-old problem that Cristiano Ronaldo apparently wants out. Um, and obviously, they, they need to find a way to build a team around him or build him around a team. Um, and, all, and, obvi- and also, Newcastle have had a little bit of 
they've not the best of luck in the uh, the transfer window. You know, you're seeing teams who who are trying to sign players off who were just up in the prices, which is always going to happen. So a um, little bit mix and match on them both, I think, uh, uh, in pre-season. Yeah, massively. And that, that surprised me about Newcastle. I thought Newcastle would, you know, the, the takeover went through, you know, just before Christmas, had a little bit of the January transfer window. I thought they would have been putting deals in place since then, you know, ready. This Botman deal looked like it's gone on forever. They tried to get your man um, from Ren, who's now gone to PSG, the striker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pope, I think, is a brilliant signing, you know, a fantastic signing for him. But I still think they're three or four short from being anywhere near top half. Um, I was possibly a bit harsh saying that, but they're still going to be relying on Chris Wood to, to, to be scoring goals. The, the one thing they should have done is gone half a lever to go and get you know, a, a, a decent striker. Um, there's plenty of them about. It, it, it's, it's a bit bizarre. Um, I think they'll be safe. They'll do all right. They'll throw many useless players uh, yeah. and end up staying up. Um, but Man United, I think it's the best managerial decision they've ever made to bring in Ten Hag. And you see the training videos already and the impact it's had with some players. You know, and we'll talk about Maguire getting booed. And his responses will, will play better then. I, I think that's brilliant, just genuinely. Um, yeah, it, it looks like he's relying on some of his old players. This the young transfer saga is doing my head in. <laughs> genuinely, I, I think they need to make a decision where they cut their losses at yeah. some point and just go for another target. Because how much longer can this go on? Um, I, I don't think they're going to challenge for top four. But I think this is a massive rebuilding season for Man United, just to kind of let Ten Hag come in, do his thing, put things in place. I think I don't know if it's the sort of bloke that will will suffer egos. So I think this will be the last. I think Ronaldo will stay for this year, but I think it will be a case of he'll put his arm around him a little bit and just say, "Look, just give me twelve months, and then you can go and do what you want." Um, and at that point, it'll be bringing. It, it, He'll be working hard on the likes of Sancho, um, you know, and these young players come through. I think Chong, we went on, on loan last season to Birmingham. He's massively a Premier League player and, and can come yeah. through. I'm interested to see if he, if he plays Joe Garner after how well he played last year out on loan um, at Forest. And then this centre-half, this Lissandro, who's been confirmed today, I was only five foot nine, and I've been giving some of my mates who are United fans stick about it. Um, saying that Haaland and, uh, and Nunes is going to absolutely bully him. But he looks so good technically. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm intrigued to see what he brings in. Because if Ten Hag puts his stamp on it, you know, he's going to have that back for... The lad that brought him for Fortnite will sit at the left back. He'll have Martinez and he'll have Varane centre-half, which is a phenomenal centre-half partnership. Uh, and Juan Basaka, who isn't bad, he just hasn't really got to the heights that United fans would have wanted. And I think under Ten Hag, he can really help him grow. It's that centre of field that, that, that they need to work on more than anything. Um, and I think that they can go out there. Like I say, all the talks about the young, you, you, you say to him, look, you've got until the 1st of August. If you haven't signed, do you know what? We're going to move on and find someone else because a club of Man United size will be able to pick up anyone they want. Yeah. And, and I tell you what, I haven't mentioned as well a, a billionaire takeover of Chelsea, Gary. Um, you know they're going to be back amongst 
you know, the top echelons. I think, you know, still got two goals. I think two goals are crack. My manager, the, the bought in, you know, likes Raheem Sterling, who I personally think is an excellent signing for Chelsea. I think it's a really, really good signing. And I think he'll bring the best out of Werner now. And and the big thing that Chelsea needed to do was get rid of the Cabo. They've got rid of the Cabo. Tuchel didn't want him. He's gone. I think they're going to be a force. I really do. You know, I think it might be a bit shaky, to be honest. I mean, we had this conversation about Lukaku and, um, last year, and we are talking about, like, when we did transfer window, we talked about who the best signer was. I remember you saying Lukaku. And yeah, second, I did. Yeah. Second I thought time it was a fantastic round. signing. I really did. But he's obviously he, he's he's obviously got some mistresses yeah. in the Milan because, you know, he was, he wanted to go back there the day he left. So there's obviously some of there for him. Yeah, it's a very strange one. He's been at Chelsea twice, hasn't really performed, doesn't really like it, has had a fallout or two, though. Um, I think Koulibaly coming in is is a, a solid rock at the back, and Thiago Silva's thirty six year old, but still looks like he's playing like like he was when he was twenty four. Yeah. Um, I know there's all these issues with Azpilicueta. Apparently, he's going to Barcelona, and he won't. That uh, Tuchel doesn't want to give him what he wants, and he thinks that more players will follow suit in regards to you know kind of throwing the toys out, and that's where I think maybe the the shakiness might come into it. Um, I really rate Tuchel. I think he's a really, really good manager. Takes no crap, um, as we can see with Lukaku. Um, I do feel like he needs an elite forward up front. I, I, there's talk about Werner might be going back to um, Leipzig, so I think he needs someone elite up front. You know what? He might put Sterling up front because Sterling played as a false nine for a long time mm-hmm. for Man City. But I do think the business is good. Um, I do think they've got some key pieces there. I just think maybe they might not start very well. And like Charlotte was saying earlier on, I really think Spurs is going to come into their own because we saw with Conte towards the back end of the season when he got Ben Tanker in and he got Kulusevski in, yeah. they really fit the way he played. And uh, Romero looked like he was fitting the way that he wanted to play. And then they brought Lengen on loan from, from Barca, Ricarlison. Like I think they're overloaded with players. But that's probably not a bad thing. I do think they're going to sell a lot more before the the transfer window closes. But I really think Spurs are going to be a surprise package. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, Lucy, I'll get a quick word with you, and then we'll wrap it up um, for the Premier League. Um, the three that I've gone up, um, obviously you're looking at Fulham, who are quite yo-yo, but I do actually think they've got a little bit more about them this year. I think Mitrovic will suit the Premier League now. He's had a couple of years, and I think he'll be all right. Um, Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest. So, do you think three of them will go straight back down, or do you think you know they'll, they'll do enough to adapt? I think Forest have have got enough to be honest. But um, what's your opinions on them? Yeah, I mean, Fulham are always an interesting one um, because you know stereotypically they do go up and go down. But yeah, I think like you said, Mitrovic probably does have enough to you know he knows the Premier League now, and I think for the back of scoring like forty goals, yes, in the Championship. Surely that should bring him in to the Premier League confidence. Like, he shouldn't have to fear anybody. Yeah. Obviously, it's a different level and it's different defenders. But, you know, having that behind, having that season behind you, you'd be like, OK, then, let's just go again. Obviously, it's going to be a lot harder. But, yeah, I, 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 w- I would absolutely love to see Forrest go up. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do. I think they've gone about their business extremely well. I think getting in Toffolo, Henderson on loan, you know, Jesse Lingard as well. I know, obviously, yeah. they have spent, you know, spent a bit of money, but you know, you kind of have to to get in the to to a get in the Premier League and st- and also sustain as well. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, Bournemouth one of those ones where I know I do kind of like Scott Potter Club. I just don't think he's a Premier League manager. Um, and I think they'll struggle again. But yeah, I was just kind of looking at the teams to be honest in in the Premier League, and I wouldn't be surprised if again it might be a second in, second season syndrome for a team like Brentford, for example. Mm. You know, but Eric's going to go into Manchester United. I think he was a you know he really galvanised the team when they came and came in in January. Um, I just don't know if they're going to have enough to stay in the Premier League this time. But yeah. yeah and, they were on a really bad trajectory, weren't they? And then he come in and, and really did kick them up, didn't he? Yeah, it kind of kicked them up the, the uh, backside, as you um, could say. Um, but then that's the thing is that you know you've got teams like Brighton, Palace, Wolves. I don't know. I like, just I don't feel like Wolves have recruited very well this year. I don't. I don't think they've barely recruited anyone at all, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, and yeah, it's 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 going to be a strange season. Obviously, you know, Leeds staying up on skin and the teeth. On the final day, it'd be interesting to see how their manager gets on. You know, first full season in the Premier League. Um, Everton as well. You know, they had a, a big small season last year, especially by their standards. And you know, they you could argue they were lucky to stay up as well. And so you know, it, it, I think it'll be a very interesting season. Obviously, you know, it does feel like almost like two or three separate leagues at times because you've got like the top four, top five. And then you kind of have everybody else, and you can't really decide who's going to like split into like mid-table and relegation battle until the season starts, really. So yeah, definitely be interested to see how you know the likes of Forest get on, but also the ones that kind of been in the Premier League for a little while, how how they get on. Yeah, cool. Right, so we'll start the predictions, Gary. Since you're our Premier League correspondent, stand in. We'll start with you, Matt. Uh, so I want, uh, I want you, your winner, and you three to go down. Got to be City, you know. They've got Haaland. He's, he's elite, you know what I mean. Like he's twenty-one years old, and he's got so, so much left in the tank. He hasn't even hit his peak yet. City are going to win the league, and they're going to win it convincingly, in my honest opinion. Going down. Bournemouth definitely going down. They've signed two players on free transfers who aren't Premier League players, who were Championship players. And don't get me wrong, they were all right players, but I don't think they're good enough to keep the team in the Premier League. Um, Fulham, Fulham have bought Vitinha from Sporting, who is a good signing, but I, I just don't see them staying up. I don't think there's enough in that team. They've lost Carvalho, who was a massive piece of that team. Yes, they've got Mitrovic. Mitrovic has been there, and let's be honest, he wasn't fantastic. I think this time round it'll be better. But I don't think it's going to be enough to keep them in the league. And to be quite honest, if he is good, he'll be gone in January anyway. And a team who I definitely think is going to go down this season is Everton. There's, mm. They've sold Ricardison, who, don't get me wrong, he's an idiot. Like, but he's a very, very good player. Um, he, he knows how to wind people up. And they've lost that in their team. They've lost that kind of, you know, aggressive, like, kind of power that they needed. Um Calvert Lewin looks like he could be going to Newcastle for sixty million. Um, they brought in Tarkowski on a free transfer, who let's be honest went down, went down the relegated side, which were just not good enough. They're looking at Maxwell Corney to bring him in, and don't get me wrong, he's a good player, but I just don't think they've got enough about them to stay up. And Frank Lampard's got a twenty-two percent win rate, twenty-two percent win ratio with Everton. He's been shocking. Probably he's the worst manager in the league. So it was your three, sorry, Fulham, Fulham, Everton, Bournemouth, and Everton. Yeah, I think Brentford right. will stay up because I think Brentford have, have 
done good business they brought in Aaron Hickney I think that's good business um, and you know he kind of fits the nucleus of what Thomas Frank would go for so I think they will stay up losing Ericsson's a blow like but I think they've got enough Neil, we'll go to you next. Um, yeah, foregone conclusions in that City from the league. Um, you, you run out of superlatives for players like Haaland, and then you're chucking how good Mahrez is. You're chucking how good, you know, Bernardo Silva, Rodri. I don't personally rate Calvin Phillips, but I think he he will fit into what they do. Yeah, you, you'd be daft to look past them. Um, and I agree, I think the Spurs... Um, we'll be up there in second um, with them. Um, I think Arsenal break the top four this season as well. Um, it's it's brilliant business, but I, I think it's more clear cut down the bottom. I, I agree. I think Bournemouth goes straight back down. Um, not a massive fan of the business they've done. I, I didn't think they were that great last season. Uh, they, they had a good run at the start of the year and just kind of r- rode that wave. Um, Scott Parker, I don't think he's a good manager at all. And I think he'll be one of the first casualties. Um, I think Leeds will struggle. You know, losing Rafinha is a massive loss. Uh, the, the manager's untested. It looked like he's brought all his mates uh, that, that he's managed before. So at least he's got some players that he trusts, but... I think it might just be a step too far. Mm-hmm. And and my controversial show, Forrest. I don't I know they've thrown some cash about. I think they've done exactly the same as what Fulham did two years ago, where they've thrown so much money at it that it's not gonna stick. The the hardest thing for them is their key players from last year were loan players and they've had to replace them. Um and will they gel the same way? Um, there's a lot of pressure on young Brennan Johnson's shoulders, who's a, who's a great footballer, but there's a lot of pressure on a young kid. Um, you know, I just a lot of players that are enshrined in this division as well. And the Chelsea link that deal made his agent take a bow. What a <laughs> deal! What a deal that is, by the way, for it for him. Because let's be honest, if they go down, he's going to wave them goodbye and go to West Ham. And he's going to be a very rich man as well, isn't he? Like 180 odd grand a week, isn't he? So I think the the agent who gets Calvert Lewin in Newcastle for 60 million wants a pat on the back as well, to be fair. That's it. It's probably the same bloke. (laughs) It's probably the same Um, bloke. But yeah, I I do. And I I think Forest Forest fans are very, very confident that they're going to, you know, get comfortable mid table. There's some strong sides in that division. When you look at Palace, Leicester, Southampton, um, you know, they're going to be your sort of mid-table sides. They're not better than them. And, and I do, I, I, think that, I think they'll come unstuck and I do think Forrest will come straight back down. Yeah. Charlotte, we'll go to you next. Yeah, um, I've gone for the same. Manchester City, the quality. Um, Pep Guardiola, Haaland, you just can't argue. Um, personally, I think Liverpool will miss Mane and they might drop off a little bit. I still think they'll finish third, but <coughs> overtake them. In relegation, I've gone for a bit, gone for a bit of a random one. Everton, for Everton, I just think I've got nothing about them. Lost for Charleston. I don't really rate Frank Lampard as a manager. Um, I've gone for Southampton because I just think, I just think they've not really got much quality about them, and I think there's always a team that has been there a few years that could drop off and I just think Southampton have just 
yeah, I think it could be their season to go down. And I've gone for Bournemouth as well. But yeah, yeah Southampton so. is my controversial one. No, no, I don't think it's a valid point, to be totally honest with you. Um, Lucy? Um, yeah, so same as everyone. Man City's won the league. Um, I think, you know, I, <laughs> you know, we, we know what, they've, what, what they're going to be about. Um, and I think it's going to be a very, very exciting season to see them in the Premier League again. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that. Relegation, um, Bournemouth. Obviously, I think they're going to come on stock in, in in the Premier League again. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Scott Parker's the first manager to go. Mm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's before the World Cup as well. Wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. I think, you know, he'll get 10 games. If he doesn't get many wins, he'll be out of the window. Um, and then I, I do think it's going to be Brentford this year. I mean, I, you know, I love seeing them come up. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't think they're going to have them enough about them to kind of keep that momentum um, and similar to Charlotte I think there's going to be a team that have been in and around the Premier League the last few years that are going to drop off but I think it's going to be Wolves I just don't feel like they've they, they've kind of just kind of been mumbling along the last couple of years obviously they did really really well they got into the Europa, you know, Europa League but then since then they've just kind of gone on a bit of a downward spiral and I just think they might drop out this time no worries. Yeah, I mean, a, a full house for City. Um, I was given the trophy now. And uh, I did them with the um, superbly symmetrical face. I'll have a really good season this year. If you uh, listen to Troy Hall, go watch him. You'll know who I mean. Um, so, yeah, I reckon City, uh, three to go down. Uh, again, I think we're a full house with Bournemouth. Um, I just can't see them staying up. And I agree with Neil about Forrest. I just don't think that their recruitment... Their, their replacement, as what Neil really said, you know, about currently before, their replacement hasn't been as good. They all have lost Jed Spence, who was on loan, and he was pretty much their best player, wasn't he? So I think they might struggle. And I also agree with Charlotte about Southampton. I just I just don't see where their goals are coming from this year. Um, and that, that pretty much, stumbled, they, they kind of stumbled along, haven't they, for the last couple of years, and... I just think Hassan Hootle will probably get poached by somebody and they'll, they'll, they'll end up struggling. They might like to get poached back at some point. Um, but yeah, um, they're my three. So I think we've pretty much cracked it. Um, we'll we'll finish off as we always do with Baller and Balling of the Week. Now, I'm fairly sure Ball is sorted out with the England Lionesses, but we'll try and, you know, we'll try and differentiate. Um, but we'll start with Neil for, the, for your Baller of the Week. Um, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm probably in the majority, uh, minority. Yeah. Haven't watched any of the women's Euros, but seeing how they absolutely decimated um, Sweden four in, in the semi-final, a four-nil win in any, any semi-final is is ridiculous. So um, I, I think you'd be needed to look past them uh, as as, as, the, as your balls of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gary. Uh, again, got to kind of go with lionesses to be honest, but kind of going to single it down. I think like Beth Mead, like. You know, she's absolutely elite player. Um, she's done brilliant and you know, massive shout out Lucy Bronze. I saw you put on your, your Twitter and uh, Lucy Bronze going for goal and totally agree with it. She's been an elite fullback for years. Um and I've you've just gotta give it to the girls really. I mean, they've done class to get to a final. Serena Vigman hasn't lost a game in charge of the Lionesses. I think we've conceded four goals and uh, scored a hundred, um, which is insane. 
uh, over the time. Yeah, been, a couple uh, of them were against Latvia, like, but it is what it is. You're still going to beat them, haven't you? You know, but still, yeah, it still counts, mate. It still counts. So yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah, 100%. It, overall, it's got to be the lionesses, but there's some elite performances out there as well as part of that as well. Mm, I mean, just as a thing on Beth Mead, I mean, I've watched Beth Mead and Lucy Bronze when they were like really young playing for Sunderland, and that was just a proud moment. That you know, it was like when Pickford was saving them penalties um, a couple of years ago. Uh, for it's just you get proud, don't you? That you never saw that coming, but yeah, they've done so well. Uh, Lucy, we'll go to you. Bless um, you. I oh, thank you. <laughs> um, obviously, I do want to. I do obviously want to hear from Lionesses because they have been amazing. And but I know that there's still two more people to go, so I will go slightly left field. Although I absolutely love the Lionesses. And actually go to a different sport. Um, my ball of the week is Fallon Sherrick for winning the inaugural women's world match play at Blackpool. Um, you know, obviously, world match play has been a massive, massive event in the Dutch world for several years. And this year was the first inaugural women's event. Um, obviously, it had eight of the best players um, to part. Lisa Ashton, obviously, Fallon Sherrick. Um, Laura Turner works on Sky Sports as well as commentator as well as plays. Um, and it was a really, really big success. Um, I know that the PDC have committed to continue with that and growing the women's series and the women's event. And I think long may it continue because it's, you know, there's some really real talents out there. And, you know, I haven't even spoke about um, Boo, Bo Braves, who plays on the, on the, kind of like the BDO kind of side of things, who's only 18 and she's just an absolute superstar already. Um, and if she, you know, chooses to come over to this side, I think she's going to be right up there for many, many years to come. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to give it to Fallon. She's got the best nickname in Dart as well as Borg Grizz, and she bores and arrows. Fantastic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's some, I mean, Dart has, you know, some magnificent nicknames, but that's up there for me. Like, Peter Snake by right and all that stuff, you know, but Bores and Arrows is unbelievable. She shouldn't, she should change her name just to Arrows. You know, uh, yeah. never mind Bow Grace, just be called Bow Arrows, it'd be brilliant. Um, Charlotte will go to you. Yeah, obviously for Lionesses, um, it's just amazing um how far they've come and what we're achieving already. But for me as well, it was that little girl who went viral on Twitter. Bless it was her. the England game last night because she literally just shown what every little girl like myself, like Lucy, what all the girls from her game two was like at such a young age, supporting our team. And being passionate and it just it just makes us smile because this is what we want to do with our platform and lucy and um, obviously kaz and all the other girls from her game too this is just what it's about and this is just what we want to achieve and it's just amazing to see so yeah i'm gonna go for that little girl yeah <laughs> I, I think you know i'm gonna give mine in a minute but i think that is a great point that you've put on i think ian right you hit the nail on the head there yeah. now. we need to build from no matter what happens on sunday on sunday because Whoever the player, uh, either France or Germany, it's going to be a hell of a game. It's a hard, hard game. But we need to do what happened in the Olympics where there was, you know, the likes of more Farrah people were going out and being the next more Farrah, being the next um, Kelly Holmes and, and all that. And we need the new Beth Meads, we need the new Ellen Whites, we need the new Lucy Bronzes, you know, and you can't do that if you're not allowing girls to play football at school at that level you know I, I watch Sunderland women and I know a lot of them girls who are now you know professional footballers 
weren't allowed to play until they were 15, 16. It just stuns the growth a little bit. So we need to kick on from that. But I think, as you said, the platform for, for her game too, you guys seen that must be so proud as well, seeing what it's done to the nation and all that and fair play. And it, it just shows how important... You know, football is to everybody how important her game two has become. So, anyway, mine is Alessia Russo because that, for me, <laughs> takes some cheekiness to do what you do what she did last night. You know, she misses a sitter. You know, yeah, she should score, but and and what you normally see with pretty much you know we're all football people, and if if someone misses a, a sitter like that, the first thing you do is go to put your hand on your head or whatever, and and you know you disbelieve really, but. She ran onto the ball, knew exactly what she was going to do, back hailed it, nutmegged the goalkeeper, into the net. Just one of the best goals I've seen, to be honest. I loved it. I absolutely loved the mockery of it. So she gets mine. Um, we'll go to Ball Lake and we'll start again with Neil. Um, it's been a good week, so it's hard, it's hard to pull a couple of people out. Um, I've got into F1 this year and for the first time, and I think Charles Leclerc crashing when in the lead, um, when he's just handed the world title away to Verstappen, and he's daft, he's stupid, and he's the only sort of person I can really think of um, to give it to, apart from Vincent Company, who keeps low-balling offers um, for, for for players. So, without getting too, let's get away from football. I'll give it Charles Leclerc. Yeah, spot on, Gary. I kind of want to go back a week or two for mine, really, because I feel like it needs You might to... as well. We haven't been on for ages. No one's going to know. So go on. <laughs> I feel like it needs to be addressed, and you've probably seen it, is Lord Sugar's tweet about the commentary oh. for the women's football. And oh, then... yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and then <laughs> what's hilarious is that the video that Ian Wright put out after it, where he was like, please get me uh, on the next... Uh, game so I can do commentary again. I just thought it was hilarious because he just made Lord Sugar just made himself look like an idiot with that comment and then the video for me and right was just absolute shithousery. It was just so funny. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's so funny. Yeah, I have, I have. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It is fantastic, yeah. Fair play, yeah, you can have that one. Sorry. Um, Lucy? Mm, it's trying hard to try to think, to be honest, about um, Ball for the Week, but I will go for um <laughs> this is going to be like a bit of a daft one so obviously the England have been playing like the ODIs the T20s they're currently playing one in Bristol right now um also English weather because it's been messing up the cricket season so badly <laughs> and I've just been so frustrated because like obviously I was, I was on holiday and I was trying to follow it and I think it was in Headley, and it might have, like, rain delays as well. Just, oh, it's just been so frustrating. <laughs> so I'm just going to put in England weather messing up the cricket season. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, we had 40-degree heat, and then the day after it was 19, so it actually... Like, I literally left. It's I, left I, I was... <laughs> so our, the day that all the stuff was happening in London with the weather, I was actually on a plane that evening to, to Mallorca in Spain. And it was very hot over there as well. So I literally went from English heatwave to Spanish heatwave. It's a different kind of hot though, isn't it? <laughs> it's very, very different kind of hot. <laughs> Charlotte, we'll go to you. Um, I'm going to go for um, Paul Pogba. Because just after the old saga and everything, all last season with Manchester United, he obviously signs again for um, Juventus. 
and then obviously he's ended up injured for three months. So I'm just going to go with Paul Pogba, just an easy target. <laughs> I saw a really funny tweet about Paul Pogba in his injury. And that's the reason that apparently Aaron Ramsey got released is because they can only have one person on a treatment table at a time. <laughs> Fair play. Um, mine, again, I'm going to slightly cheat with, with with what Gary did, but I'm going for Lawrence Bassini, um, the madcap who offered Simon Jordan out live on TalkSport, said he was 100% taken over Birmingham. Hasn't took over Birmingham, surprise, surprise. Um, listen, I mean, we've had some madcap owners in the past, but whoever gets him immediately, I think, yeah, I'm going to worry. But, yeah, definitely Lawrence for picking himself up and falling flat on his arse. Um, and that pretty much concludes the pod. Um, we've been on for quite a while. I, I, I wish you all the best during the season, obviously, Neil, apart from when you play us twice. But <laughs> I think I think as long as we both stay up, I'll be happy. Lucy, Charlotte, you know, again, you know, hopefully great seasons. Thanks so much, everyone, for coming on. Um, yeah, and enjoy the football season. You know, it's as people say, it's back. It's never went away, man. But, yeah, um, good luck to the Lionesses on Sunday. Um, Gary, as usual, thank you so much for coming on. No problem, mate. Good to be back. Yeah, it is. It's good to be back. We're hoping to be back next week. I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about, but we'll just, you know, there's a small... We're going to be talking about the Lionesses' yeah, there's about. just things to talk about. But yeah, it's great to be back. It's great to speak to, you know, everyone who, I, who even though we've never met, I still crash as all as mates. So, you know, thanks so much for coming on, taking uh, the time of the evening. Thanks everyone for listening. Again, apologies to Jeff Stanning, but hard to go going down, sorry. And we're all off to go and give Pepper Pep Talk. So thank you very much and good night. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.